Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you ready since this thing just records like as soon as we connect? <laughs> ready. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mostly Reality Podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Jessica. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. I feel like I want like a tambourine or something to go along with if I say hello more than once. I feel like it it's needed. Like a sound effect? <laughs> yeah. I, I I actually, on Friday night, when we were out with the, the gym folk, um, one of the people in the band left their tambourine on the, the bar, so... Okay. I had to I had to help myself with it. I think that there's some videos out there of me <laughs> dancing with the tambourine. <laughs> I feel like I saw that somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So before we jump into things, I know that we mentioned this at the end of last week's episode, but in case you didn't hang out for all an hour and eleven minutes of that podcast. Um Ooh. We are now on iTunes, so you don't have to listen to us exclusively through the Anchor app. Uh, We're actually on Spotify, podcasts, um, so anywhere you can subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you are an Apple Podcast fan to go and subscribe and give us a rating on there. Only if it's five stars, though. Save your your time if it's less than that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so we are on there officially. Apple is... Dear God, the slowest people on earth these days. So um, thank God by episode three, we're finally on there. So that's (laughs) lovely. (laughs) Thank you. Finally. (laughs) But it was just in time for our interview with Danielle, which was lovely. And for this episode, which obviously is the long-awaited Vanderpump Rules uh, premiere, which happened on Monday... And then the somewhat disappointing um, anticipated episode of Below Deck that involved um, a man overboard. Um, Why don't we dive into Vanderpump Rules? Let's do it. Let's deep dive here. So way to start the week. (laughs) I know. I really like I I get nervous when shows change nights, but I feel like it's Vanderpump Rules has been on Mondays for a while now, and I well, feel like that that's a, a perfect night for it. It's lovely. I mean, thank God you don't watch Married to Medicine, because that show has been <laughs> changed so many times just this season alone, and now it's going back to Friday nights, which I, I feel bad for those women. But why? <laughs> I don't understand why they're moving it so much. And isn't Bravo <laughs> doing their, like, Bravo home thing on Fridays? It's like Friday afternoons. So now the medicine is like 9 p.m. Friday night. Oh, Lord. I think. Yeah, it's I feel bad. It's such a good show, too. And it's like, I don't know. It's a show that I rave about all the time. I just saw one of their like build buying blind or something like that. One of their home shows they're advertising on Saturdays at eight. So maybe they're moving their home stuff to Saturdays because that's a very home show kind of a thing. Cause clearly like people who don't do things on Saturday nights are staying at home and watching home shows. <laughs> right. Cause they're home. So much sense. Yeah. So Vanderpump <laughs> rules. Oh my gosh. So, I have mixed feelings about this already. Interesting. Wh- why the mixed feelings? Um, so I tried something new this time. Usually I'm very like I dive into a show and I typically like unplug and just like sit and absorb the show. And, you know, I'm very detail oriented when it comes to Bravo shows and I want to see like every little bit. Um, yes. So I'm typically not like on my phone or my laptop or anything, but I watched this episode at work Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) in the midst of a 24 hour shift, (laughs) uh, mildly sleep deprived. (laughs) And I decided I was going to try to be on Kate Casey's live thread on Facebook Yes. Whilst watching the show as a new way of like taking notes, but also seeing what other people thought. Uh huh. 
and five minutes in I felt like I was on the same page as everyone else and I feel like it's like way I felt like it was scripted and I've never felt this way pump rules before so I'm sad that's so interesting I do think they did a little bit of catch up because I think clearly they're talking about things that happened before they started filming, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting because I do think at this point it's clear that these people can't possibly still be working at a restaurant, earning a Bravo salary, doing appearances, all this stuff. Like that that can't at this point be an actual legit job. Yes, maybe they do it for filming like the three or four five months however long they film for but right. I mean, they're clearly not doing that anymore so I found it interesting that I mean probably the only person that is still doing it are like the the one host and that pops in every now and then who I'm thinking she's the one who screams at Lala later in the season that we see in the clips Billy yeah yeah um I was going to say something really mean there, but I'm going to hold it back. Um, (laughs) It was just that, okay, so it's because when Lala gets screamed at, like, I fucking hate you. It's somebody with that style haircut and a slightly deeper voice. And being transgender, like, you're going to still have a a slightly deeper voice because you were born a man so that was I mean it was I guess that wasn't that mean it was just an observation I'm just trying to put together who's yelling at Lala because I oh, yeah. like it's to really <laughs> yeah so um but and probably James honestly because uh, he probably is doing that see you next Tuesday thing which really drove me nuts that those shirts that he was wearing while DJing which really annoyed me like it said see you next tuesday all one word on there but then the hashtag was like the letter c the letter u then they did the next which was n x t and then did another t it was so much going on i didn't like it like because it it can't be hashtag (laughs) c-u-n-t Which it should be. Like, either go oh. there or don't go there. Like, I don't even think that his DJ night should be called this. It's not appropriate. Like, it's a little. Which silly. is so James, but whatever. Oh, Lisa loves it. Um, so, what I found, so I felt like that that was the scriptedness of that was probably that they needed to fill people in on kind of where they're at now because clearly something happened prior to filming. Right, so we so had two deaths. I didn't necessarily deaths. mind that. I I guess I wouldn't mind it, but I felt like it didn't stop. So yeah. it wasn't like the first 10 minutes of the episode where they're like catching us up and also establishing a boundary of like, oh, you know, we've been filming all of this stuff happening, but we're instead of it being like housewives of new jersey where they're like we skipped over the pajama party because it was a snooze it's like oh no all this stuff happened and we need to condense it because it's a lot yeah but then it didn't stop and it was still like super like i just felt like the whole um and i don't want to jump like too far ahead in the episode but like the whole stassi thing of her like knowing what was going on with jackson britney and being all giddy and stupid like that's not stassi that's never been stassi we've never seen that side of her and she was way overacting <laughs> well yes and so okay so let's move through the episode so it starts out with them talking about how james did like a little rap about Brittany, Brittany last week. So there's a problem between Jax and Brittany and James. James. So you get a little bit of background information with that. Brittany um, was made a sandwich by Jax, which had like three chips and some mayo in one <laughs> corner. Like, how the fuck is he a bartender yet can't evenly distribute mayo, like squeeze mayo onto a sandwich? really annoyed me also (laughs) one thing that i've been really loving this season uh, or this like past couple of months on bravo is that the cameramen get over the shoulder 
of people when they're required to speak to other castmates on the phone. Mm-hmm. And we've been seeing what people have in like what they have others in their phone as. Like we saw on Jersey, we saw that Teresa has her brother in her phone as she Joey has every <laughs> or brother Joey. Like, why is there she, an or? Like, she also has an or for Melania, like <laughs> the different emoji. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? What is going through your mind when you are typing all of that into the contact first name? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Like, you don't need to fill in those fields, they're not required, idiots. Oh my God. So funny. But then Jack, so Jax had Brittany in his phone. I took note of, because these are obviously the things that I um, take notes on. Is he has <laughs> Brittany in his phone as Brittany, my baby, not to be confused with any other Brittany that may call him like, <laughs> looking for sexual favors. Like... Just a high possibility. <laughs> so he really needed to distinguish that that's the one that he's going to get engaged to at a fucking crab shack later on in and the this episode. This is like middle school level shit when you steal your friend or your boyfriend's phone and you change your name to something with like an annoying amount of emojis behind it yeah it's so silly it's so so annoying (laughs) so i just like i was so hyped about this premiere and i was so ready because there's so many things coming to a close and i'm starting to feel bravo empty and then i watched this and i was like immediately i was angry (laughs) i'm so sad you were angry i love it i was taking notes every five seconds on nothing that was obviously important but clearly things like the phone because i love these people um (laughs) which is so funny so we also see james who or jacks storm into sir as every person is like doing a model strut into the restaurant because again they don't actually work there so they have to show them all working there they're all again walking down the sidewalk like it's a runway except for (laughs) sheena who looks like she just crawled out of a dumpster and didn't fucking even bother drying her hair for her first day of filming and this is the only time we see her in the entire episode she's useless i don't even know why they still have her on the show like we don't (laughs) need her anymore we pulled her in because she had some drama and it tied over to the beverly hills housewives cast and everything like that but at this point we don't need her so and we know that she's in fucking vegas for a large chunk of time so she again is not working there like she is the one who honestly is the most ridiculous that it, they're still even like and that they're trying to still promote her music is beyond ridiculous oh god like get a new career girlfriend yeah we know you're tone deaf so we see James or Jax Storman tell James that he wants to go outside. James looks up at him like that look on Charlotte's face in the Sex and the City movie when she Poughkeepsie'd in her pants after eating <laughs> all of the pudding. Like he literally looked like the little gopher that he was popping his head out of his hole um, and then refused to talk to him, which I think that this is probably one of the things that annoys me the most about people on Bravo shows and they all do it. And it's always the shit stirrers that are the people who then will not have a conversation about something that they said. It's so annoying or they just deny, deny, deny until they get on a reunion. And then we see it like in a slightly filtered like flashback that they did actually say this. And then, like Andy's like, well, how does it feel knowing that you did say that? Like, hello, Lisa Rinna. Which, yeah, but like the whole the whole idea of Jax storming in and being angry, and then Bravo showing us the text messages exchanged between the two, where Jax is like, "Meet me outside." <laughs> yeah, yeah well. catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> I was like, just gonna say he's like that girl from <laughs> Doctor Phil. <laughs> Are we forgetting that Jax is a 40-year-old man? He is about 107 at this point. So this is not three seasons ago where he was, like, ripping off an Abercrombie sweater that was too small for him in a parking lot. We've been there, done Which, that. Which, at that point, he adults. was 35. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> again, in shopping at a children's <laughs> store. Like. So, um, 
that that was like the first thing that struck a chord with me where I was like here we go again Jackson James are fighting again it's Teresa and Melissa all over again I'm so done with it like which I'm sad because bloody last while I want Teresa and Melissa to actually like fist fight in a in the parking lot of rails um I really actually liked the dynamic that of Jax and James together it was kind of like a like a little like Sonic and Tails kind of a deal like there's like big old oh, yeah he totally wants to be him when man he grows Jax, up and there's <laughs> drunken Tails following him around and there's like it's I, I really enjoyed their dynamic together and they were funny because that was when everybody was kind of like carefree and on vacation and maybe a little uninhibited because of alcohol and not really overacting yeah. with like trying to keep up appearances because we know we're on TV. It was more like, oh, you know, I'm drunk and I'm I actually do enjoy your company when you're drunk because I think you're stupid. Yeah. Which is great. That's what we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I but I also yeah. love I don't understand Tom Sandoval. I don't get it. It's he's so is such an annoying person to me because he's always like he is one of Jax's anal glands. Like he's so far up his <laughs> asshole. Like he's practically his small intestine. Like which I don't understand how because Ariana hates him. Like and it's so annoying. Like it was so annoying last season with the cheating stuff and all of that stuff because it just makes you look like a fucking idiot. It does not make you look like a good friend. It makes you look like an asshole. So Correct. what I don't understand is that he does, and he does this a lot. The second Jax leaves, little weasel James tells Lisa, who again is just walking in. Uh, Lala's dad died, what, two months ago. Lisa's brother died five weeks ago. And this is the first time they're seeing each other. Again, shadiness there on filming's mm-hmm. part. Like why even bother showing that conversation? which I do actually have another note about that conversation, but I'm going to come back to it. Um, So then we see James do his normal James thing where he talks like he is on fire, like so fast. It's like when he knows he got caught with his pants down, he's like, Oh my God, I was doing like, it was a rap. It was so funny. Uh Like, and he does like popping out, like again, like weaselly popping his little gopher head over (laughs) Lisa's shoulder. And you just see her like one of like fucking like backhand him with one of those like foam mallets that you have at whack-a-mole. And it's so funny. And then of course, Raquel, which again, who brings their girlfriend to work stands there like a moron doing nothing she wants to be on the show so bad you need a personality i don't understand it how are they even (laughs) like like blur her out she's so boring like cut her out in post edit she's so i don't even like looking at her face she's so so boring Oh my God, I can't handle it. She annoys me so much. And all she did, she literally said nothing, made no faces the entire time. She didn't even give us like a cam head nod. And then was like, oh yeah, he needs to be more sensitive. After Tom Sandoval was like saying that, that Jax did actually just storm into the restaurant and that James was probably out of line. So they were both throwing their significant others, because I'm at this point assuming that Jax and Tom Sandoval have something going on um, <laughs> under the bus. Oh, so annoying. It was like um, it was like when two kids are fighting in the basement and mom comes home from work and they rush upstairs to like plead their case to Lisa first. Yeah. I do but, love that Lisa is rocking the rocking purple this year. Yeah. I like, like her putting the pink away a little bit. And I love the purple. It looks good on her. It's uh, the color of sadness. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, well, but also purple is like in a non-joking way um, for suicide prevention. Did her brother it's die like, of suicide? Yes. She reveals that listen I thought you were taking notes she revealed that in her confessional (laughs) I was probably either so disturbed at her rapping or blinded and a moment of like a fucking gong going off next to your ear after seeing 
Lala's outfits during her confessional. I completely Ooh. blacked out and couldn't hear anything Lala was even <laughs> saying, like when she was tearing up, <laughs> crying about her dad dying because she was wearing the most ridiculous outfit in her confessional. That is until we saw her second outfit, the fucking bedazzled bustier. what is she doing which is just gathering skin because she's a double zero and has nothing to boost yet she looks (laughs) horrible this season and somebody needs to tell her she's doing she and Stassi are doing that weird it must be an LA thing clearly because Kim Kardashian does it on Kardashians where they they have so much makeup on, but the makeup is supposed to look skin toned. Like they've literally painted a new, like a new face. Yeah, like when you, <laughs> but but it's like when you used to like color in like a person's face in a coloring book when you were a kid, and there was really no like crayon that really matched a true skin tone, so you had to use like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> And everybody looked jaundiced. Yes, she like, and, but then they've got like everybody has hepatitis. Pale, like pink or pale purple lip on. Whatever is happening in LA, they need to stop that look because it looks awful on all of them. Stassi looked terrible when she was at that lunch with Jax, which we'll get to because we both re- realized that is a weird combo, and then. But Lala's got it going on, too, with her dyed dark hair, which, again, it nothing is working on Lala. She just, she's so pretty. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Same thing with Katie. Her face, if by season 12, she is literally going to be a bobblehead. She is True. pumping her face so full of filler. I'm afraid she's not going to, like, her head is just going to lift off her body. Like, her cheeks last night were like a horror movie poster. Did you yeah. like <laughs> like oh. Bride of Chucky? She was it. Like it was so. And again, these women are so beautiful. But I feel like this is where we're starting to see. Like again, they're they're phasing out of like these kids that work at a restaurant and turning into like this bravo lab and like the industry and la is getting to them and i think that that's that's kind of sad that we see but because they're so beautiful and we had that wonderful storyline last year of katie coming into acceptance of herself and with the scar and all that stuff like i mean obviously nobody can even focus on the scar these days we're wondering how your cheeks got that big it's it's so It's so sad. It is. And I I have a large issue with some makeup trends that are happening on Bravo these days. These, I think some, I think some of these looks are going to be ones that we look back at, like in a couple years, like when they flash back to old reunions and you're like, like like, Teresa's hairline over the years. Yeah. Or like when we see like, Kim at like reunion number one with like her wig like slightly off center like (laughs) no lips yeah oh god like I think that that's going to be a moment where like like a little bit of like a catch your breath kind of a moment because yeah it's like me looking at pictures of my dancers idols when I was 10 and I didn't know how to do makeup but I didn't (laughs) have a parent to do makeup for me (laughs) that's fine (laughs) but one thing I did actually find interesting and this was something that I noted um that we learned all within because I think that we were supposed to be paying attention again to the fact that Jax and and James were fighting but there were two things that I picked up on during that that aside from the interview looks one was that we learned that it's been five weeks since Lisa's brother had passed away and I just found that interesting because we also know that that happened um right before they started filming Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as well Mm -hmm. so I just found it like just from a production note I I found it interesting that 
both of those shows were filming at once. And I wonder, again, we know I am no LVP fan when it comes to her on Housewives. Love her on Pump Rules, which is why she's such an interesting person to me. But I wonder if that didn't add a little bit to the stress her of the situation. Um, yeah. I'm sure she had like zero tolerance yeah, so, as soon as people were not going the way that she wanted them to. She was like, well, fuck this. I'm not doing it because my brother just died and there's more important shit. And also I have a show that's basically entirely about me and my restaurant. Exactly. So I Bye. felt like, because we know, I like, again, I don't know if they both started exactly at the same time, but there was definitely some major overlap there. So I was just, I, I found that kind yeah. of interesting. So I did make note of that. On an equally interesting note, we also know that Jax gifted James underwear two weeks before, <laughs> two weeks before the confrontation at the restaurant. So a week before he made up this rap. Then we see limited edition <laughs> Supreme undies. <laughs> <laughs> then we see James modeling them, flexing his spring bean body in a mirror. What? Oh. <laughs> He reminded me of that kid nicknamed Frog in Little oh Rascals. Oh my god. It was so <laughs> where he's like good. It was so oh good. I loved everything about that moment. Like the fact But that's like okay, so I loved it and I definitely had a giggle. Yeah. But that right there is like prime example of we're not even hiding how scripted this shit is which at that point i don't even care like i mean i would care if i was james because he talks a lot of game about all the women he gets but i saw nothing bouncing around in those undies i don't know about you but there wasn't (laughs) nothing happening in those undies I did not pay attention to that detail. I was just so put off by the whole thing that I was like, am I watching The Little Rascals? Did I change the channel? Uh, I, so I really don't think anything super interesting happened in this entire episode except for the horrendous proposal. Oh my God. Which was so uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> which, uh, before we get to that, we also get to see Bo, who is Stassi's new Bo. Um, and And we've seen him him. on like her Instagram and stuff like that. And obviously pictures of him, but this is the first time we actually see him on camera. Um, and what a stud. So cute. I love him. I love them together. I love that she cried. Oh my God. That was fun. I loved him. The producer like, are Um, you crying? (laughs) And she's like embarrassed about it, which I love. Yeah. Um, because then we see a little bit of old Stassi there, which is the reason she's still on the show because we love Stassi. Yeah. Like, no matter how much of an asshole she's been over the years, oh, I love Bravo. everything so we love about her Stassi. She's always been my favorite. I love her. Love her. She's my second favorite blonde on Bravo. We'll talk about my first favorite blonde oh, in a little bit. Stop but... it. Oh my God. I'm so obsessed <laughs> with her. We'll get to that. Um, so let's wrap this shit up so we can talk about her. Um, so yeah. Yeah, the proposal, which again, like <laughs> Jax stuffs the ring in his in his balls, in his, his balls. balls. So nothing like putting the engagement ring <laughs> next to like the the part of your body that has caused this girl the most trauma. Like, <laughs> like come on, poor girl. Also, you take her to a seafood place that is outdoors and, like, relatively divey, which I can appreciate for the ambiance. It was super divey. But then you also, like, highlight... It was super divey. And apparently it was, like, where they first met or where they had one of their first dates, which, which okay. is cute. So yeah. had we known that on the show as, like, a recap, yeah, um, maybe we would have appreciated it more, but people were hating really hard in Kate Casey's live thread during this uh debacle but also you're outside the, we can see the both of you sweating off yeah. your makeup and you decide to put the ring box <laughs> next to your balls where it's gonna smell <laughs> 
at a fish, like at a seafood restaurant. So you've got sweaty balls and seafood. Yeah. <laughs> I just, and then you like, so um, the way that he spoke to the person that was working at Neptune's Net when he asked for a tray, mm-hmm. he didn't ask for a tray. He demanded one. And he was such a dick at that point that I actually, like, I really want to know behind the scenes what he's like towards production. Because um, for those of you who are who are very involved in the social media world of, like, Kate Casey and all of those other high-profile folks that talk about Bravo a lot, she posted something that started a conversation a couple days ago asking who we thought on Bravo was the worst towards production, like behind the scenes. And a lot of people said um, Lisa Vanderpump or Heather Duke. I actually think it's like the low lifes like Jax. <laughs> I think he's probably a fucking monster. So they, the, their producer actually did say that their cast is pretty low key behind the scenes. Um, so I, hmm. I uh, Kate Casey had him on last week and oh, that's he did right. say that this cast is um i think that was more his nerves so i give him a pass on that and i again i don't think Jax has much of a soul so um i'll say that i thought that it was a little endearing as to how nervous he was about the situation i just don't know why again it's because he's not smart um, but I don't understand why he just didn't at some point say like, Hey, like fill one of the workers in what, like you clearly told every hot dog vendor in LA, like, why don't you right. say like, Hey, this is what's happening. So when we get there, like dressed in a ball gown for your outdoor, like fucking crab <laughs> thing, like in white, that'll, that'll be <laughs> us. You'll know us because we're not wearing fucking cargo shorts and a hat. So when we get there, like, can you just kind of be on board with all this? And he didn't know where the food came out. Like, again, if he's been there before, like, doesn't he know how it works? Like, kind of silly. I don't know. So, it, it was silly. But it was like a cringeworthy proposal, which is great yeah. for TV. Um, I don't know. The only thing I found endearing about that was that he talked about the fact that he used his father's inheritance for the ring, which I thought was like, oh. Yeah, I still don't think he's You have like an eighth of a soul. (laughs) I still don't like him. I still think he's soulless. I think that he's a horrible person we've seen over the last couple years. Um, While I don't think he's actually mean to production, I do think he's horrible to every fucking person in his life. I don't understand how his friends are even friends with him anymore. But I did find him endearing in this episode. So I will say that about him. Yeah. And I only have one more thing to say about this episode, which was um, when Tom Sandoval was complaining about Lisa Vanderpump and the things that she was doing at the restaurant. And he they show him in his confessional, like, whining. And he's like, I don't even know why she's calling it Tom Tom. I wanted to beat him down so bad. He's always like, like you're this. such an ungrateful brat. But it's gotten worse. Brat. It's gotten so much yeah, worse. He's such a wiener. Like, it's like no, no, it, he's no, a like, weenie. Just a wiener is all he is. Just, <laughs> just needs to be served up by Dennis to Portia on Atlanta because he's a For real real. Like ugh. Ugh, and it's gotten worse. Like, just be reminded that you have been asked to take part in a business endeavor with LVP, which is of the, the highest regard. Yeah. So, stop bitching. Such a bitch. Anyway, and All right. scene. <laughs> so, let's move on to Below Deck, which was, we both know and everybody knows that that last night's episode was a little bit disappointing in the sense that we Mm -hmm. it's named man overboard and that happened literally like after the credits rolled like legitimately they rolled the credits and that happened so we got and then they were like oh fuck this is what the name of the episode is we We got no more (laughs) than what we've seen in previews which bravo's notorious for 
But I felt like I would we would at least see Ashton like bob his little like head above water again or something. So I'm a little annoyed that that's how the episode ended. But the main point of the episode was to kind of a part two or a continuation of kind of the aftermath of all of the drama that happened last week, which was oh, Chandler getting fired and Caroline quitting, giving her quitting. not a thing two days two notice. Days. <laughs> Loved everything about everything. And she quit over ice cream. <laughs> yes. It, ice cream was the breaking point for both of them. Like, I wonder if Kate looks back at it and it's like, I should have taken that bitch's ice cream after charter number two like why did i wait until after charter five to tell her to put her pistachio (laughs) ice cream away like i love it so much i never you know i've never watched this show before so i completely binged all of this season and then i went back to season three because i'm not interested in watching something prior to Kate being there and according to Reddit which is I still don't really understand Reddit but according to Reddit season three and season five are the ones that people say that you need to watch so I started I watched season three um and I love everything about Kate there's nothing (laughs) I don't love about her She's a magical like, human. I love her look. I love her resting bitch face. Is season three when a charter guest calls her out for her resting bitch face and tells her she needs to smile more? I don't believe so. No. So I actually think that she makes an appearance. She's she's from a season before that. She has to be because her and Captain Lee have she's a from lot season of... Two. She started in season two. So I'm completely not so interested you have... in season one. Like I'm not interested at all okay. because she's not funny. I'll give you a pass, but you have to watch season two because <laughs> it's like the foundation for her. I'm right now face, catching which... up on season four, which is I've already dubbed. I'm on episode two now. Uh, is Kate's um, lesbian season. So, okay. It's an interesting Which time is in really interesting. But I, I love her. I, lo- I love everything about her. I, I think she's, she's magical. And her and Josiah are, are like. If oh, he doesn't come back, I'm going to be finally... so sad. Well, he probably won't because we love him so much. Like, we loved Kelly and he didn't come back. And we loved, um, I can't remember her name now, Kelly's sister. She was from Texas, a sweetheart on the same season as psycho ass Rocky. But oh, Kelly's um, and sister we loved was Chef on that ben season and... with Rocky? That was season yeah, three. They, all three of them. All three of them. Kelly was not there. on season three. <laughs> Kelly was not on season there. Okay, so, and I'm talking about yeah. male mm-hmm. Kelly. He's on season yeah, four. His sister, but he was on a season before, so I'm wondering if it was season two before Rocky. Because Rocky was only on one season, which I think she should have gotten more than one. No, I think she needed to check into oh, a mental hospital. Nutty, but I wanted her back. <laughs> um, I just didn't think she meshed well. Like, there's a different kind of nutty. So you have like. Um, and as you see a certain kind of nutty doesn't mesh well with the crew and then you get basically shunned until you leave and this is not the first time that this has happened so that's what happened to Caroline where did her nuttiness come from like she was she was a a millennial quirky she called in to watch what happens live on the after show last night gave a fake name and Oh my god, I watched it and I cringed just as hard as oh Captain Oh my did. god, and you know she's been, she posted yesterday online that she loves, on Twitter, that she loves um, Kathy Griffin and she hates Bravo and Andy and that, that they should try and take them down together. Um, so, you know, like, Andy is all sorts of, like, avoiding her, like she's saying, and but again, I don't understand why 
why does he have to have a conversation with you? Like, you are on a show. Like, who cares? Because she's an entitled millennial and she's just like when her crazy came out which is clearly still out like she hasn't put that like jack in the box like back in its hole um she's popping out of the same hole (laughs) james's little weasel head is um they're in their hole together um which sniffing cocaine together together? oh my god um but yeah like her crazy i felt like came out of nowhere i mean riley has been Hers is, hers is interesting because Chandler was a loser again. Like where I feel like Kelly Dodd needs to make an appearance on every Bravo show and just be like, you're a dork. Like, cause that's what he was like. And I wanted to give him such a chance cause I thought he was so cute, but like, he was such a loser. Like, ugh. Yeah, he really no. didn't fit and in. So, like, you got to see Riley kind of like mouthing off to him, which again was a little uncomfortable. But you, like, I always had her side. Like, I understood her side, whether I believe that she should have been speaking out of turn or not. But it was so interesting then to see her kind of flip out at Ross and continue to flip out at Ross last night, which was interesting like and I don't understand like it's a good thing she is such a hard worker because it is that's the only thing holding her on the ship and she's just as fucking batshit on watch what happens live last night although she looked beautiful oh she looked gorgeous but there's like there's not even chemistry when she's trying to do an interview with Captain Lee and like which I don't. Well, we, yes, this is. A I didn't reality. watch the beginning of Watch What Happens Live. Why was Ashton not on it? Oh, I don't know, but he has like other endeavors that he's on right now. If you watch his in the Instagram, prom- I I don't in know the what promo. He's doing. Literally mid episode of Below Deck, we see Andy standing in the clubhouse saying, "Tonight on Watch What Happens Live is Ashton, uh, Riley, and Ross." And then Ashton's not there. Oh, I thought he said Captain Lee. Uh-uh. I never Captain heard him Lee say Captain Lee was on a couple of weeks ago with, during the premiere with Kate. And then Kate and Josiah were on last week. But I don't understand why Ashton was not there, which I always find interesting. But Captain Lee was on last night with Yes, Riley yes, yes. But he wasn't supposed to be. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was not supposed to be oh. there. It was supposed to be Ashton. I don't know. Maybe something happened with like family yeah. or something. But um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, so we are introduced <laughs> to the new deck. Oh my God. And the new third. The only two. note that I took verbatim from the episode was from the new deck hand, Tyler, who comes onto the boat like practically like doing flips and stuff um and then he says he's an adrenaline this is a quote an adrenaline junkie who wants to jump out of planes into forest fires because it sounds gnarly yeah he was really adorable until he opened his mouth and immediately i had one of those like oh yeah like the, <laughs> the moment where you're wishing that he actually would jump out of a plane into a forest fire into a fire like, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah lord like what a dumb statement like <laughs> oh god oh. so like and what's so fascinating to me is how did this moron not get the initial cast? Like they oh they like I get like in season three we saw people leave and they pulled people from previous seasons in to help. So I get that the like those people were on back burners. This guy was clearly like casting was aware of him and then they were like, Oh hey, dude we need somebody to go in for the rest of this season. You you're like, here's your shirt. Like, 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't. I get. I, I want to know I, who Captain Lee calls because he calls and he's like, "Hey, kiddo, I need another deck." Clearly, I, he's totally calling production, or he's no one's on the phone and like they have to edit out the scenes where like somebody actually calls his phone when he's pretending to call somebody. Like, <laughs> yeah. But he then he's like, "We'll book the flight," and I'm like, "Is he talking to him? Like, does he know Tyler from another situation?" Because I don't know, but I think so. I think that production, like, and we've I think we've briefly talked about how like the hiring for this goes, or or it's been covered yes. before they, in interviews where they are they are real people that really they have to be because they have to and, have certain. Um, qualifications qualifications and things otherwise the owner of the boat would be like get the fuck off which i don't blame them are real people like with the then these are the jobs that they do um right but i think that when they try to put these crews together for the sake of the show they know like okay so we know that kate is a big personality even in small ways, even in passive aggressive ways, like for most of these episodes, she's actually very quiet and her bitchiness comes out in her confessionals when we finally get to know exactly what she's thinking. Aside from a couple of snide comments that are caught on camera, she's actually not like as bad as she's been in other seasons. I, so they know that that's I a have ringer. I not seen her actually do anything to people that have outwardly hated her anything aside from do her job which is why I actually love her because I don't like I think she tells it like it is but she is actually really good at what she does and just wants shit done which is why she likes Josiah so much um right I just found it so like there's never been a situation where it was like a Riley and Chandler where I thought the person underneath of her was right. She's always been like, even with Caroline, she was like, all right, we'll fucking pull up a stool and like do dishes. Like she clearly doesn't like, she's not berating you and being like, well, just because your foot is hurt doesn't mean you can't work. Like she's like, tries. Oh no, no, no. Which I like in her. Um, but she is no BS, which I also love. So I, I, right and I I by no means am ever going to take Caroline's side because Caroline reminds me of a very particular family member that I have had to deal with in my entire life where there's always an ailment and there's always some sort of a dramatic issue to overcome and a reason we can't work and there's nothing that gets under my skin more than that so I feel for Kate and I <laughs> support her calling her on her yeah. shit because it's literally where I'm at right now in life with this family member so I get it I understand (laughs) (laughs) but I think that production knows that they have like a certain amount of heavy hitters and strange personalities so that's why I think when they put Chandler on here as the bosun they knew that he was kind of like a dad but also that he would be a dick and he would kind of spark everyone else underneath of him which is probably why Tyler was not initially a part of the deckhand crew because he very obviously is he's got a lot of of shit going on (laughs) yes he does (laughs) so I I can't stand him already but I'm excited to see how he meshes with the rest of the crew or doesn't which will be great but the third stew how annoying can one be just on a tour of so she's totally (laughs) we all have had those people like where we've been at a job and somebody brand new again i'm thinking of a very specific person here when i'm looking back at like past work experience and i like they come into a situation that they obviously are brand new to and are like, oh, you do it that way? Like, but they're like, Ugh. it's not actually a question. It's totally a judgment. And you want to, like, just punch them in the face. And then, of course, like, five seconds later, they're dropping an entire tray of fucking champagne glasses because champagne of the wrinkles <laughs> in the linen. Like, <laughs> get out of here. Oh, and 
this boat, these people, these charter guests are going to have to drink champagne out of some fucking solo cups soon. They really are. Between Caroline and this idiot, I, there's not going to be <laughs> Which I love that Kate pointed that out because I because I keep bouncing around from season to season, I, I keep forgetting that the joy that was Master Pearson was, and the stepping on broken glass was this season. <laughs> I'm oh my god! I, I felt so bad for getting so much joy out of a little kid stepping on glass. I was howling in my living room, like, oh, it. And it wasn't obviously that the poor kid got injured. It was just like how amazing was that chain of events? It was so, so good. It was so good. It was classic. It was like classic. And then like so then so this new bitch comes in and smashes an entire tray of like seven champagne glasses, which these glasses are not like dollar store no. glasses. These are nice champagne flutes and now we're down to half of what we yeah. had before. And um so and she's she's the kind of person that can't be told how to do something because she comes into the job with experience, which I hate so yeah. much. And in my industry, yes, other facilities and other crews are going to do shit a different way. There's a million different ways to do things in the healthcare industry. Yeah. But when you are the kind of person that cannot be told that you're wrong... Yeah. It's like you are the worst kind of human being. And we we literally have to take care of murderers sometimes. Yeah. So if you're worse than the murderer that we're treating, then I actually don't know like what and to do with you. There's a certain Ugh. amount of like couth that comes with coming into a situation as the new person. Like there's no problem in saying like, hey, We've done things this way. Maybe it would be a little bit more efficient. Maybe you shouldn't do it in the first fucking five seconds of being there because that makes you a douchebag. But like right. there is a way of actually handling that. And why why don't people get that? It also is again such a millennial thing that like you think that like you learned like one way and obviously like that was the best way. Like how about you actually be a no. part of this before you decide that you're going to offer up some opinions and you shut the hell up. Right. And like when they're touring you through the boat and you're complaining about how dirty it is, how about you remember why the fuck you're coming in seven or eight episodes into this yeah. season and remember that they were just down a stew for an entire charter. And the two of them have basically done all of the charters by themselves. And maybe a couple of details are sifting through at this point because there's more important shit like trying to scour up enough shampoo champagne boots yeah. for the guests now that exactly. they're all broken. So Kate <laughs> is showing her how to hold a tray and not break all of the glasses as um, the charter guests are arriving. And she tries to say like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. And Kate's like, no, considering <laughs> what just happened, I now have to show you how to do this. So and I was like, funny. <laughs> needs to be on a t-shirt so funny <laughs> um speaking of the, the josiah and kate those that we love um i did some instagram stalking last night and did you know that josiah is dating an older man <gasps> i'm not surprised. like a significantly older man whose two sons are like josiah's age i'm actually not yeah. surprised it that always makes me a yes. little uncomfortable when the significant other has children that are the same age. Um, but they seem happy. Um, I think that he'd be better off with one of the kids because they're both attractive as well. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I did some deep diving into into him last night because he's there and he's very funny and he's a great, like, sidekick to um, Kate. But we don't really get much out of him. So I wanted to kind of dig a little bit deeper into that little that little mm -hmm. nugget. Well, Andy Cohen, if you ever listen to this or any production people from Bravo who have an ear in the casting, 
I'm just going to put it out there now that I'm no casting genius, but a killer trio on this show for next season would be Kate, Josiah, and Chef Ben. I haven't deep dived enough into Chef Ben episodes because he came in at the very end of season three and he's only like very briefly like whining that Kate's a lesbian now in the like the first two episodes of season four. So I've got to get a little bit more Chef Ben, but I'm excited to get some more. I think you need to go back further. I you need to go back further because you came in with psychopath Leon. Yes. With braised beef cubes. The beef cubes. So, yeah, I can't. So, um, you need to see, like, original Chef Ben. Because he's a lunatic as well. But he's, like, a good lunatic. Um, And that's where the love will come. And then, this way, like, when he swoops in to save the boat (laughs) from starvation from beef cheeks. Um you get so excited to see him because it's like, oh, thank God. I did have, a, <laughs> I, I hated Leon in his season, but I always have a, like, my hatred turns to just complete and utter disdain for people when they don't show up for reunions. Like, I absolutely hate that. Like, if you were a piece of shit and were going after Kate all season, complaining, 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 at least show up to the reunion and and just be like, listen, you're a bitch and you were drinking wine out of a fucking glass, which I actually find really interesting because I think it's in the, in the previews of upcoming things happening in season four is that you totally see Kate sitting in the laundry room with a bottle of wine. So <laughs> she did say in the previous season Classic. that she didn't drink on charter, but then she's very clear. And maybe I mean, maybe she's just you know needs company. But she very clearly has an open bottle of wine next to her. I haven't gotten to the episode, but I'm sure people listening have seen it, so you know what I'm in for. Yeah, it's oh man, oh, I'm so excited. So I'm wonderful. so excited that I got on board with it. The craziest thing was, though, that fucking the reason I did not watch the show is because I watched one fucking episode before and it was during season three. It was the season three premiere with that crazy Looney Tune of a deaf guy, the phone man. And then don't you fucking know he's on the season premiere of this season. I'm like, I cannot get away from this guy. It, it, <laughs> like talking about seeming staged like he seemed like such a looney tune that seemed staged so I just gave up on the show because I'm like I'm not investing in this Bravo scripted series are terrible so I'm not even dealing with this and uh, no no, he is they just found the looniest of tunes to actually put on a boat like and then bring back Mm -hmm. on a boat like (laughs) love Love it love it I love it so much so good so as a conclusion mm-hmm. question, due to Caroline's clear psychotic break slash loss of control over her very serious cocaine issue that she very obviously has, and I'll fight anybody in the parking lot who wants to say that she's not on drug. I'm not Vicky Thompson <laughs> right now. This bitch is on some sort of a mm-hmm. coke fender when she's tweeting literally 48 hours nonstop, and there's like not even in her tweet timeline is there a time for her to take a fucking nap um do we think for security reasons that she's going to be on the reunion i I think andy colin is like i I think when you put put them in a lock when you call into the after show (laughs) under a fake name I think that that is a major red flag to security that if they allow you in the building for the reunion, you might be coming with a machete and like a pressure yeah, cooker bomb. She, I mean, she's going in and going in hard. So I hope for all their safety that she is not there. Like, <laughs> because 
I kind of want her to be there. I'm not going to lie. I don't want anything to happen to anybody. I want the clubhouse to remain standing. What I would love to see is something go down. And then all of a sudden, because Josiah used to do gymnastics, like him just do like a floor routine, like run at her, do like a cartwheel, a back flip and like take her out. Like, back yeah. And spring onto her Like head. a little twist <laughs> and then like back fist her. Like, you know, like I would just love that. Mm-hmm. I see it happening in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end there. Oh. Let's end there. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, if you would love to chime in on these conversations, don't forget you can always um, message us or comment on the episode on Instagram where we can be found at mostly reality pod um, and all of that good stuff. So, yeah. And don't forget to like subscribe rate only with a five star rating. You know, all that good stuff. We want to hear from you. We want to know that people are, I think we need to start our own Facebook group for this, this bad boy too. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. We can do that. Okay. All right, we'll get on that at some point. Okay. There's no timeline on that, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are out of here. Until next week, everybody. Good. Bye. Bye.